want to say Happy New Year to River Valley Church. Are you excited to be in 2021? A brand new year, and we've got a lot to celebrate as we close out 2020 as a church together. But before we do, I want to welcome everybody that's watching online, and we've got a couple other campuses joining as well. Apple Valley, can we welcome the people on the other side of the lens joining us right now? We love you. Thanks for being a part of our church. But we've got a lot to celebrate as we close out 2020 and wanted to celebrate this. This is the biggest thing, that in 2020 at River Valley Church, all across all of our campuses as well as online, we saw over 2,000 people give their lives to Jesus Christ. Can we take just a moment and give God some praise for people making the greatest decision they could ever make? Over 2,000 people giving their lives to Jesus. And... Uh, in just a moment, we're going to talk about prayer and fasting, and really we're going to focus on the spiritual discipline of fasting. I know everybody just got pumped up. Everybody's just like leaning in, getting their notebooks out. Can't wait to talk about it. But I'd love to share this. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says this, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Seek first the kingdom of God. This is the first weekend of 2021, a brand new year. Turning the page, stepping in. God's going to do something new, but let's seek first the kingdom of God. And uh, for those of you that are in the building, for those of you streaming online, you're seeking first by attending church and saying, hey, we're in this year. But we're going to seek God in three different ways in the month of January as a church. The first way is that we're gonna, we're gonna be in the word of God. And maybe at your campus and online, you heard some of these announcements, things that are happening. But before we jump in and talk about fasting, I wanna talk quick, just one, two, three, the three things that we're doing at River Valley Church uh, to seek first the kingdom. The first one is the word. We're doing a New Testament soap sprint. We're reading the entire New Testament in the month of January, starting tomorrow. You'll want to download the River Valley Church app and follow along. And maybe you're here you're saying, I've never read the Bible before. Or, I've never read the New Testament all together in a short amount of time before. Let this year be your first year leaning into the things of God, seeking first the kingdom of God. And uh, let's read the New Testament together. I think it's exciting. We're starting in the book of Matthew. We're going to read all four gospels. We're just going to one after the other. It's going to feel like the twilight zone. Like, is this, uh, is this uh, Groundhog Day? We're living this over and over and over. The life of Jesus four times. But uh, let's do that together. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true. We need the truth in 2021. And to make us realize what is wrong in our lives, it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. We're going to read the New Testament in January. The second thing is prayer. We're going to lean into prayer like never before. First Thessalonians Chapter 5, verses 16 through 18 says, Always be joyful. Always be joyful. Pray without ceasing. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. I want to challenge you in January, but also throughout the whole year to pray every single day. The Bible says, never stop praying. It's an ongoing conversation with God. And, uh, and also pray in the spirit. 
Pray in the Spirit. And uh, on our app coming out this month, we've got some uh, different teachings about the Holy Spirit where you can lean in and learn a little bit more about what it means to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, and uh, praying in the Spirit. And so prayer, I'm not going to go too far into prayer today, even though we're about to go into 21 days of prayer and fasting. You can go back to our Hold Nothing Back series where we taught uh, a whole message about prayer. And would love for you, if you want to do it later this week, you can go back. And, and learn more about prayer. But the third thing is fasting. What does it mean to fast? What does it look like to fast? And we're launching into 21 days of prayer and fasting, January 4th through the 24th. And all of our campuses are ending the fast with a worship night. Anybody excited to be in the presence of God and have some worship ending 21 days of prayer and fasting? So all of our campuses are doing that together. But let's talk about fasting. And you can open up your Bible if you have it. Uh, it'll be on the screen if you don't. To the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 58. And this is probably the, the longest portion of scripture about fasting. Regarding the spiritual discipline of fasting. I'm going to read verses 1 through 12. And uh, just forewarning, the, the first part's a little harsh. Everybody cool with that? It's a little tough. But God's speaking here. <laughs> Shout with the voice of a trumpet blast. Shout aloud. Don't be timid. Tell my people Israel of their sins. Yet they act so pious. They come to the temple every day. They go to church every Sunday. And it doesn't say that. That was a little different version. Sorry. And seem delighted to learn about me. They act like a righteous nation that would never abandon the laws of its God. They asked me to take action on their behalf, pretending they want to be near me. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We have been very hard on ourselves and you don't even notice it. I'll tell you why. I respond. It's because you're fasting to please yourself. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You dress in burlap and cover yourselves with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think it will please the Lord? No. This is the kind of fasting I want. Here we go. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. Then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will heal quickly. They'll quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer. Yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger, spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The Lord will guide you continually, give you water when you're dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities. Then you will be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. 
The title of this message in the next few moments, if you're taking notes, is less is more. Less is more. We're about to jump in together. Let's pray just one more time. Lord, I thank you for your word, and it teaches us, and it instructs us. Instructs us in the right way to go. Instructs us in the truth. And Lord, I pray that we would learn today about less is more, a kingdom principle that we can live with today. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Have you ever heard that saying before, less is more, right? And uh, it makes no sense. It's like, wait, isn't more, more? More is more, right? More should be more, not less is more. More is more. But uh, there, there's like the, the trend of minimalism. And there's a list, like anybody here where you'd say, I'm a minimalist? Raise your hand. Watch it online. You're a min- minimalist. Some people got concerned. It's like, is that a religion? Should I not raise my hand? I'm not sure. It's not a trick question. But simplicity, you try to live with less or be a little bit more simple with your life. And that trend uh, gives a couple examples of what it could look like for less being more. And, and here, here's an example, because we're, we're not playing games. This, this is an example of what minimalism is about. If you have less stuff, you have more space. Less stuff, I've got more space, right? Less is more. If I have less spending, if I'm spending less money, I, I, I actually have more money. If I spend less, I have more savings. If I do less time on social media, I have more time. It's amazing. Less time on social platforms, I just got more time in my life. Less driving, more walking, and less stress, more sleep. Less is more. But it's not just minimalism. By the way, simplicity is a spiritual discipline that Jesus lived out in his life. And we could use a dose of that in our life, a little bit of simplicity, a little bit uh, of less is more. But it's also a kingdom principle. Less is more is a kingdom principle. We've talked about it in the last few weeks at our church where uh, the Sabbath, keeping the Sabbath day holy, finding a day throughout your week to rest, sacred rhythms in your life that are going to keep you healthy. How could God do more with six days than I could do on my own with seven days. Uh, Because God is God, the creator of the universe. The principle of tithing, giving the first 10% to the local church. How could God do more with 90 in my life than I could do with 100%? And these things don't always make sense to us, but the kingdom of God is different than how we think. The Bible says his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. They're above ours. But fasting is is in the same principle as the Sabbath, the same principle as the tithe, that if I eat a little bit less, if I remove some things from my life, could God do more? And I'd love to, in just a moment, not just define what fasting is, biblical fasting, what that looks like, but also talk about the more. If I'm going to do fasting, which is the less, what is the more? If I'm going to seek the kingdom of God first, and all of these things will be added under me, what are the things that will be added into my life, my family's life, the church, the city, the neighborhood, the country that we live in? What are those things? And I'd love to share those. But first... Let's talk about what fasting is, the biblical definition of fasting. Biblical fasting is refraining from food or food and drink for a spiritual purpose. It's saying, hey, I'm going to take less on my plate and I'm going to lean in to God, lean into what he has for me. 
Fasting has always been a normal part of a relationship with God. There are countless biblical accounts of people and and biblical heroes who fasted. Moses fasted. Hannah fasted. Peter fasted. I'm going to talk about some more. And there's different types of fasting in the Bible, all having to do with food. One is the absolute fast, which is no food and no drink. We see that example in the Bible. And, And that's for a limited amount of time because you need water. And eventually you need food. But there are periods of time led by the Holy Spirit that he'll say, hey, would you, would you enter into a season or a, a day or a week of fasting, carrying the spirit of the fast? The second, one is, the second type is a normal fast, which is no food. I'm going I'm to uh, not intake food. And I'm going to spend that time leaning into God. And the third one is a partial fast, which is a famous one is the Daniel fast, which is a partial. It's not eating certain types of food, removing some of that from our life. I want to say this too, as we enter 21 days of prayer and fasting, it is a good thing if the Lord's leading you to fast TV, social media, different things that you feel like, man, I, I love these things. I lean into these things all year long, but I want to give them up for a period of time to hear from God, to grow closer to God. Those are good things. But most of what I'm going to talk about today as we enter 21 days is talking about the biblical fast of giving up food, whether a type of food. There's people that give up. I'm giving up gluten or sugar. There's people that say, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, fast no, I'm going to have no food for one day or seven days. And, and I want to highlight here, last year, Pastor Rob asked our church to do a 24-hour fast on the Wednesdays during the 21 days. And uh, in talking with him, he and Pastor Becca are on vacation right now getting some rest. They're back next week. Pastor Rob's going to share the vision message for the year and share what God did through Kingdom Builders and a bunch more in 2020. So he'll be back next week. But he wanted me to be able to communicate and all of our campuses at our campuses to say, we're going to do it again. That each Wednesday during the fast, he's asking that corporately we would do a 24-hour fast. If you're able to do it, that we would do 24 hours with no food. And that we would all do this together. And again... I'm not a doctor, but if, you have, if you're pregnant, my wife's pregnant with twins, shout out, praise God. But if, if you're pregnant, if you have a medical concern, I'm, I don't want to direct you in a way that would go against what your doctor uh, or a medical professional in your life is telling you to do, so you can consult them. But pastor, I'm saying, hey, let's do this together. And by the way, if you can't do the 24-hour fast, you can still lean in with the Spirit, saying, God, I'm going to give up some stuff, and I'm leaning into what you have for me. Everybody on the same page? That's biblical Fasting, biblical fasting. Biblical fasting is always paired with prayer. So as I talk a lot about fasting, it's always paired with prayer and leaning into God. Fasting without prayer is dieting. And maybe a diet is good, but it's not fasting. Biblical fasting is always paired paired with prayer. 
Why should we fast? Jesus not only approves of fasting, but he, it's like he appoints it. Love to read this. Luke chapter 5, verses 33 through 35 says, One day some people said to Jesus, John the Baptist's disciples fast and pray regularly, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees. Why are your disciples always eating and drinking? Jesus responded, Do wedding guests fast while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But Jesus said this, but someday the groom will be taken away from them, talking about himself, and then they will fast. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father right now. We are not with the groom. We've got the Holy Spirit living within us right now. And he said, hey, one day the groom's gonna be gone. Jesus is gonna be ascending. He's prophesying, saying, I'm gonna ascend back to the Father. And then they will fast. And I'd love to be a part of the group that does what Jesus is saying we were going to do that we would fast. And I love that we do this just one time a year that our church all together, we lean into this. Why should we fast? Jesus appoints it. But fasting is the less, less is more. What is the more? So now I got to cruise. What is the more when it comes to fasting? The first one, when you do a biblical fast, you will grow closer to God and you will hear his voice. You'll grow closer to God and you'll hear his voice. What we read in Isaiah. Then you'll call and the Lord will answer. Yes, I'm here. He will quickly reply. James 4, 7 and 8. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Fasting is a way of drawing towards God. Come closer to God, the scripture says, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Fasting is a way to draw near to God and he will draw near to you and you will hear his voice. Do you, in 2021, do you need to be closer to God? Do you want to hear his voice? And maybe you're in the room, and maybe you're watching online saying, I I can't hear God's voice. Fasting is a great way to remove the clutter from our lives, the clutter and the distraction from our minds, and to hear God's voice like never before. The first one, the more of fasting, is being able to get closer to God and to hear his voice. The second one is When you fast, there releases a new anointing on your life. A new anointing on your life and blessing. What we read in Isaiah, then your light will shine out of the darkness. When you're fasting, all of a sudden, your light begins to shine brighter. It's a new anointing. God's doing something new in your life and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. Matthew 6, verses 16 through 18 says, And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. I love the symbolism. They're talking about fasting, and it's saying, anoint your head, wash your face, saying, keep clean. But if I could just, this is a stretch from a preacher, but I would love to say that the symbolism of that is that you receive a new anointing. Jesus was saying, keep clean, wash your head. Don't disfigure your faces. Don't be walking around letting everybody know I'm on a fast. That's why I smell funny. Don't, you don't got to do that. But I believe also the symbolism is that God's releasing a new anointing on your life. He's giving you greater power to do everything that he's called you to do. God can release that on your life when you fast. And blessing. 
And to prove it in another scripture is, is in the book of Acts chapter 9, 9 through 15. After, after Saul, who became Paul, encountered Jesus, right? Saul was murdering Christians and then Jesus showed up and he's like, you are the Messiah. Jesus changes his name from Saul to Paul. He was then blinded and he went into a, a few days of fasting, not eating. And this is what God did in his life. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink for three days. Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision calling Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He's praying to me right now. I've shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. But Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem, and he is authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings, as well as to the people of Israel. After a period of not eating or drinking, there's a new anointing coming on the apostle Paul's life to go and share the good news of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles and to kings. When you enter a period of fasting, I I believe there's new anointing, new direction. Your calling is made clear and blessing on your life. Anybody want to be blessed going into 2021? Anybody asking for new anointing? I'm not looking for yesterday's anointing. I'm not looking for last year's anointing. I want what God has for me this year. And maybe you've never fasted before. And this is a new thing to you. If you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. And so I wanna encourage you to participate this year and see God pour out something new on your life. The third one, everybody okay? All right, third one, the more in your life when you fast is it's an act of worship and obedience. And God does something within you when you worship him and obey what he's asking you to do. He does something fresh in you. Side note, you were created not just to use your gifts, not just to be all that, not just to be awesome. You were created, which you are, you were created to glorify God, to glorify him. That's why you're here. To that's the number one thing, to glorify God. That's why he created you, to glorify him. And when you fast, you enter this time, it's an act of worship and obedience to him. Isaiah, when we read it, says, God, God said, no, th that's not the type of fast I want. Talking about the heart of those people. But he said, this is the type of fast I want, which tells me God wants us to lean in and to participate in this spiritual discipline. He says, this is the type of fast I want. Let's go to the New Testament and talk about Romans chapter 12, verses one and two. And maybe you've heard this before. It's a familiar scripture. I appeal to you, this is Paul talking, who we just talked about. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Fasting is a way that you can present your body 
as a living sacrifice to God. Just remembered out of the book of Celebration of Discipline, Richard Foster, he talks about fasting and he said, man, our appetites are like spoiled children. They don't need indulging. They need some discipline. And fasting is a way to discipline our appetites to say, hey, I'm going to have a little bit less. And God, it's because I want more of you. I want more of you. My life, my body is a living sacrifice to you. The fourth thing of the more, less is more, is you will find freedom and cleansing. And you might be here saying, I need freedom. Freedom from addiction, freedom from sin, freedom from believing lies. I need to get out of this trap that I feel in year after year and I can't get out. Fasting might be a way that God helps you break free from whatever bondage you find yourself in. It's a way that you can be cleansed spiritually. 58.6, book of Isaiah, it's not not this the fast that I, is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of wickedness. A way to loose the bonds of wickedness in your life is to lean into fasting. Charles G. Finney, old time theologian in the 1700s and 1800s, he said this, I was also led into a state of great dissatisfaction with my own want of stability in faith and love. He was dissatisfied with how much he wanted God. And maybe you're here saying, man, it feels like everybody else in this room wants God. But I, I'm, not, I'm not there. I want to want him. But I'm not on the same page that it seems like everybody, when we were worshiping and people are lifting their hands and man, it feels like everybody's on the same page but me. I want to want them like everybody else. And Charles, he's saying, I I was dissatisfied with how much I wanted the things of God. I often felt myself weak in the presence of temptation. Maybe that's you. Weak in the presence of temptation and needing frequently to hold days of fasting and prayer that would enable me efficiently to labor. Charles found strength when he entered a fast saying, God, I need to remove this stuff because I can see the the, the temptation creeping into my life. I can see the desire for you, Lord, dissipating in my life. I need more of you. I gotta gotta do something because God, you're the answer. God, you're the way. I gotta do something and a fast is something that you can do. And watch him, God, pour out freedom and cleansing in your life. The fifth one of the more is that you'll find health and healing. I believe you can find greater health physically, mentally, spiritually, and healing physically, mentally, spiritually, in your life through fasting. God poured out. You know, we talked about the Daniel fast. Daniel and his buddies, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, we're not going to eat the king's food. Can you test us in this? We're going to eat, we're going to eat vegetables and drink water. That's what, can we do that? And for 10 days, they went into that test. And after 10 days, they were found better physically fit than anybody else. And that's an example that says, hey, when I enter a fast, God can bring greater health into my life, greater healing. Man, there's an old story about Elijah. 
can't even get into all these scriptures where he, he didn't need physical healing in the sense of like, like Daniel to be strengthened. He needed some mental help because he had just uh, uh, defeated essentially the 450 prophets of Baal. Elijah, the man of God, God showed up, fire from heaven. It's amazing. But right after that story, he was afraid for his life to the point that he wanted to die because of this woman named Jezebel. He wanted to die. I mean, the man of God that defeats 450 prophets, sees fire from heaven, now wants God to kill him. And he needed some mental healing and health. And an angel came and fed him, fed him nourishment that he then walked for 40 days. No food for 40 days. And he meets with God after that fast. And he finds freedom from his fear. And maybe you need freedom from fear in your life. I want to encourage you to enter this fast with our church. You can find health and healing. The last one. When you enter a fast, what is the more? The more is that you can be filled. You can be filled. Matthew 5, 5, 6, Jesus says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst, hunger and thirst for righteousness, hunger and thirst for the things of God, for they shall be filled. Joel chapter 2, verse 12. Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, with mourning, rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And he relents over disaster. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call a solemn assembly. And it shall come to pass afterward. You've heard this part before that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see vision. Do you want God to pour out his spirit on your life, on your family's life, in your neighbor's life, in this church? Do you want him to pour out his spirit like he's never done before in your life? He can do that. And in Joel, what we just read, it started with consecrating a fast saying, we're going to enter this spiritual discipline. And he says, and I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. I believe that God's getting ready to pour out his spirit in your life this year like never before. 2021 can be your greatest year. It doesn't mean that there's not challenge. It doesn't mean there's not hardship or trial. It doesn't mean that there's not chaotic times. But when you are giving your entire life to the Lord, and as he begins to pour out his spirit, pour out his power, pour out his favor, pour out his blessing on your life, you will turn back and look and say, that was the greatest year because God did great than I ever imagined. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Lord, we thank you for speaking to us today and I just pray that we would be compelled to hear from you. What should we fast? What should we do to participate in the 21 days of prayer and fasting at our church? I pray that you remind us that 
if we give up something that means something to us, then it means something to you. So speak to our hearts. What can we give up for 21 days to lean into all that you have for us? I pray that we would hear your voice like never before. I pray for healing and greater health on people's lives. that They need supernatural touch from you, Lord. I pray that you would pour it out. Lord, I pray for clarity. I pray for direction. I pray for provision. I pray for supernatural power, gifts of the Spirit, people being baptized in the Holy Spirit, people coming to know you, family members coming back to you, giving their lives to you, Jesus. I pray that we would get to the end of this fast and to the end of this year and see all the things that you've done, testimony after testimony of the miracle working power of God, because we said, hey, we're going to start the year seeking first the kingdom of God. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.